Hello everyone. Welcome to The Writing Cabin with Tara Benner. I'm fantasy author Tara Benner and this is my cabin. We all need to escape into story from time to time. So come on in, sit down by the fire, pour yourself a nice hot cup of cocoa and let's talk books. Now, before we get started today, I want to take a quick moment to thank my wonderful patrons. Patrons, your support not only funds the creation of new monthly stories, but it tells me that you enjoy my books so much that you want to support them and me directly. If you, dear listener, would like to join our Patreon family, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash Labs. I create a brand new piece of writing for my patrons every single month, and you can gain access to the library of backstories um, for just $3 a month. Come in and out as you like. I have about 17 unpublished, which is a mountain shadow stories in there right now, along with a few novellas. I'm getting ready to add a new novella. Uh, So just come in, check it out. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash Tara Benner Labs. This week's featured book is The Elven Blade. King Eldritch's army won the Elven War. The surviving elves and their magical allies have been hunted to near extinction. Storia is a half-elf who can pass for a human. She's quick with a sword, even quicker with her wit, and desperate to avoid a betrothal. When a dragon presents her with a sentient elven sword, Storia thinks she can sell the blade to pay her father's debts and avoid marriage altogether. The sword has its own motives. When it urges her to steal a dragon egg that's been sold in a black market auction, Storia finds herself on the run from a powerful lord and his retired... (laughs) Retired? (laughs) From a powerful lord and his hired swords, including a handsome mercenary, a curmudgeonly dwarf, and a soft-spoken giant. To keep the egg out of the hands of those who seek to destroy it, Storia must outwit the mercenary and his ruffians without revealing the truth of her bloodline. So, you guys, I wrote that blurb. I should be able to read it without stumbling over the words. But the way I like to describe this book to people is The Hobbit meets The Princess Bride meets Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, It's lots of swashbuckling Swashbuckling and adventure. Uh, It's kind of old school fantasy with a badass female protagonist and dragons. Nothing dark, just fun, romance, and adventure. The Elven Blade is now available on Kindle and in Kindle Unlimited. You can also get the book as a paperback. So now it's time for my little life update that I do each and every week. And the big news this week was I took my son to this like indoor playground slash um, like baby gym, I guess you could call it. It's this place called Monkey Business, business uh, with a Z in Colorado Springs. And uh, it was the first time we'd ever taken him somewhere like this. He had a lot of fun. They had this like special toddler area with like a mini bounce house and slides and teeter totters and all kinds of stuff like just for his age group. And so he got to interact with other little toddlers and he was really unsure at first, but he had so much fun. Um, I was so glad that we took him, (laughs) but I think 
I got sick. And I know what you're thinking. You have a toddler. You went to a place called Monkey Business with a Z. Like, did you really think you were going to get out of there without contracting the plague? Uh, (laughs) And like, there were these grandparents there and they had their two grandchildren and the the grandma was like, oh, these are my son's kids and we're here because my son is sick. <laughs> and then the little boy was like coughing in the bounce house with my son. And I was like, oh, lady, what's the matter with you? Like now my entire family is going to be sick for two weeks. Um, so I think... I think I have it. I think my son has it. My husband, thankfully, doesn't seem to be sick yet. Um, but it doesn't matter because I am gearing up for Colorado Thanksgiving this weekend. Um, we, Our families are in Missouri and Illinois, and so we like to go back uh, for the holiday because we do Christmas here because like, Christmas is my favorite. I want my son to you know, have the memories of waking up to Santa in his house with his tree, um, in Colorado and it's like snowy and magical, but we do go back for Thanksgiving. Um, so because I love Thanksgiving and I love Thanksgiving food and I also want to have like our like little nuclear family Thanksgiving, um, every year I do like a pre Thanksgiving feast. And so I have my turkey it's thawing in the fridge as we speak. I'm going to do mashed potatoes and stuffing and gravy and my signature cranberry sauce, green bean casserole, pumpkin pie. I bought the pie, you guys. Okay, I, I can only do like so much cooking in one day myself just for three people. Um, but yeah, I'm like really excited about it because I love this season. Like I love like October through December is just my jam because it's Halloween, which is my favorite. And then Thanksgiving, which I really always feel is super underrated because hello, it's a whole holiday centered around food. I love that. And then it's my birthday and then it's Christmas and I just love the tree and the decorations. And, you know, I think it was maybe two or three years ago that I kind of started to feel like Christmas was like more stressful than fun. And I think a lot of that had to do with like my growing list of people to buy gifts for and trying to like find good gifts and get them to those people since I live out of town. And I decided this year that I'm unsubscribing. I'm <laughs> I'm opting out of like the Christmas stress. And one way I'm doing that is I am not going to be purchasing gifts for anyone outside my immediate family. So like my husband and my son. And I'm going to tell my family that I'm going to say, Hey, look, I know you want to buy the baby presents. Like that's fine. You don't need to buy us anything because we're not buying, (laughs) we're not buying you anything. Uh, And I, I like, I don't mean to be like a Grinch about it, but that was one of the things about Christmas that really stressed me out. And you're spending money that you often don't have on gifts that people may or may not like and then you have to figure out getting them to them and sometimes you just end up sending them something from Amazon um, and they send you something from Amazon and it's just kind of it's like a little bit impersonal and just not worth it and I want to focus on the things that I love which is the food the tree the music spending time with my family getting snowed in Um, so that's that's my plan. I haven't like told anybody (laughs) yet really. Um, but I'm not doing like 
the family gift exchange. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm just opting out and I'm opting out of a lot of things lately. And it's like really refreshing. Like I'm going to spend like five seconds on this because I know no one wants to hear about it on this podcast, but like with the elections and stuff, I, I've opted out. I've opted out of politics. Yes, I voted, but I am opting out of the news, the drama, because I'm a storyteller and I'm a mother. And my two jobs like in my life are taking care of my son, making sure he's healthy and happy, and telling good stories to my readers, writing books. Like that is my job. And knowing the nitty gritty of like what's going on, like the minutia, the drama of every little thing in the news, it doesn't serve me. Just like buying a bunch of Christmas gifts doesn't serve me really. And so, you know, I'm too busy. I don't, I don't have the energy for all the things that I used to have energy for. And so I am opting out. So if anyone would like to opt out with me, please feel free. Do not feel bad about it because you have to think about what value you bring to the world. And my value is helping other people escape the ugly reality. And the best way for me to do that is to focus on storytelling and fantasy worlds and reading and having experiences, filling my well as a creative person and being a mother to my son like those are those are my things so that's it soapbox over (laughs) now it's time for my writing updates and the big news this week is that I finished Christmas in Mountain Shadow I talked about that a little bit last week but if you missed it this is the Christmas duology I'm going to be releasing these are two short stories they're almost like mini novellas but basically stories set in the Christmas time with the mountain, the Christmas time set during Christmas with your favorite characters from mountain shadow. One of them actually takes place in mountain shadow. The other one takes place in Vail, Colorado. Um, but the whole gang is there. These are both supernatural mysteries. Um, they're also feel good festive stories, which I was definitely in the mood to write. Um, so those stories are with my editor as we speak, and I have been working with the cover designer to get the cover for that so that I can put it up. I may do a pre-order. I'm not sure. Like this whole thing was kind of an impulse decision to do like an impulse project. And so I, uh, I would have gotten a pre-order up earlier if I had thought of it, but I'm considering releasing it on black Friday. And so I may not, it may not make sense to do a pre-order. I might just launch it to my readers and, uh, you know, not do the pre-order thing. We'll see. November and December are terrible times for book launches. And so what do I do? I decide I'm going to launch two books in November. (laughs) Good job. Uh, but you know, these things happen. You can't always time everything perfectly. I, uh, have been thinking about doing a hardback version for the Christmas stories um, just because I feel like it might be nice and special to have like a pretty hardback but I'm not making any promises because I've never done hardbacks and it's kind of an additional process and I I just I probably should not add another thing to my plates right now um, 
since we're going to be going out of town at the end of the month, but maybe next Christmas. We'll see. If you're a hardback lover, let me know because I personally, I don't buy hardbacks. I don't like reading hardbacks because um, it feels like, like I'm lifting weights like when I'm trying to read and it's hard to hold the book in one hand if it's a big book, but this is a little book, so maybe. We'll see. Let me know if that's something that you would like to have. Um, in other news, I am still writing Too Rich for Her Blood. That's my new Pierce Brothers novella starring Wesley and Gabriel. It wouldn't take me this long to write a novella, but I've been kind of setting it aside and coming back to it because I'm working on some other projects. That's the only reason it's not finished yet, but I, I'm planning to finish that um, sometime in the next week or two. And then part two will go out to patrons on December 1st. Um, that's been fun. It's another little murder mystery. Uh, it's different from like Christmas and Mountain Shadow, those mysteries, because um, in the Pierce Brothers novellas, there is always actually a dead body. It can be a little bit more like Bones, CSI-ish with some light gore, you know, uh, <laughs> and maybe a little bit like darker mood. But the Witches of Mountain Shadow short stories that I write, those are a little bit lighter, more um, around kind of focused on the supernatural aspect of the mystery rather than focusing on the murder so much. But that will eventually be available to everybody, but it's only going to be available to my patrons for at least a few months. So um, I guess... The Elven Blade did launch on Amazon this week. It was very underwhelming because I had my direct launch and most of my hardcore fans, you know, bought it directly from me, which I really appreciate. Um, but if you've been waiting to get it in Kindle Unlimited or in paperback, now is your chance. It's on Amazon. Um, please, if you enjoy it, go leave a review because I, I've been having a hard time getting some of my ARC reviews to show up. Um, there's been a delay with a lot of those just because Amazon is kind of cracking down on reviews to make sure that those are legit. And so some of them have been delayed and some may not show up at all. And so please, if you buy the book, do go in and leave it a review if you enjoy it. Um, I am back on TikTok. <laughs> Not that anybody cares, but if you are a person who enjoys TikTok, I am back on there. I'm doing some videos to promote the Elven Blade, um, some kind of just fun rambly videos, um, which is interesting. Social media as an author is... Um, this weird thing because most authors are kind of introverted. We don't necessarily always want to be talking at the world. Um, I do enjoy TikTok. As a user, I, TikTok is a huge time suck for me because it's really fun. Um, but I, as a creator on TikTok, it's just kind of weird sometimes. <laughs> but I'm back there and um, trying to have some fun with it. Uh, and Oh, the really big news on the social media front is that my YouTube channel got, uh, we crossed over the thousand subscriber mark this week. So that was huge for me because that's a goal I've been working toward for a couple months. Uh, my YouTube channel is, I think, one of my favorite things that I've launched this year. I kind of did it as an afterthought, like I didn't 
expect to enjoy it so much. Like I kind of got into it just as a way to get my audiobooks out there. Um, but I've, I've really had a good time with it and I've met so many amazing readers on there that I think I otherwise never would have found. So if you are one of my YouTube people, thank you so much. I'm super happy to have you. Okay. That's it for my writing update this week. Now it's time for what am I reading? And last night I just started a new book. It's called Her River God Wolf by Ariana Hawks. Weird, kind of dumb name for a book. Uh, <laughs> no offense, Ariana. I love your book though. Like it's it's such a such an engaging story and it's very well written. Like as a writer, I am really appreciating her style of just the prose and um, she has a gift for really getting inside the head of her characters and making them super relatable and make you fall in love with them. And so I'm, I'm really enjoying that. I am still listening to Murder in Christmas River by Meg Muldoon. That audiobook is narrated by Randy Kay. I misspoke last week. It is not Lorelai King, although Randy Kay sounds remarkably like Lorelai King. And so if you enjoy the Patricia Briggs audiobooks, the Mercy Thompson series, um, you will really like this narrator. And, uh, I found that book a little bit slow to get started, though still very enjoyable. And now it's picked up. Um, I'm really engaged with it, which has been nice because I primarily listen to audiobooks in bed, like before I fall asleep. And the past couple days, my son has not been sleeping well. Like he's been waking up at like three o'clock in the morning and like his tummy's been hurting him. And so he's been needing to be held and it takes me a really long time to fall back asleep sometimes. And so being able to listen to that audiobook has been really, really nice. Um, that's about all I have this week, but before we go, let's check the mailbox. And this week we have a really nice letter from Sarah. Sarah writes, Hi Tara, I've read your Lawless series, The Elderon Chronicles, and my first series where I fell in love with your writing was the Recon series. Question I've been uh, having for a while and I'd love to reread all over again. The Fringe Are the Fringe and Lawless saga somehow connected? I have a feeling they were, but before I start back into the stories, I want to get the correct order. Is there a right sequence to read those in? FYI, I also love the Colony One series. They are absolutely epic. I am an avid reader. It helps me escape the real world. Keep writing and I'll keep reading. So thank you so much, Sarah, for sending in that email. Um, <laughs> This is funny. You're the first person who's ever asked me if Lawless and the Fringe are connected. And I I wish I had some like really smart ninja like thing to tell you, but I'd never thought about it. It never even occurred to me that those two series could be connected. Um, they're both set in the future, obviously, in kind of different worlds not so much different worlds, but different versions of reality, you know, basically two different scenarios for how humans could like destroy ourselves, which is not super cheery at the moment um, to think about. But Lawless uh, takes place chronologically earlier than The Fringe. And Fringe is, the premise is that basically the world has been destroyed by nuclear war. <laughs> And uh, 
yeah, I wrote these a long time ago, you guys, back when things were a little bit more uh, cheery. <laughs> and um, because of that, you really couldn't go back in time from the fringe to lawless and have things look the way they did in the lawless universe. And so if there were an order, if they were connected, which maybe I need to go back and read them to see if that's plausible. If it were plausible, lawless would have to come before the fringe because by the time the fringe happens, nuclear war has happened and nothing is the same as it was. They do take place in two different states. Lawless takes place in New Mexico and the fringe takes place in Utah. And so, um, you know, different settings, but it is mentioned in the fringe that basically the whole world kind of looks like that. So I hope that helps. Thank you so much. And thank you for that smart, like really thoughtful question. Um, I, in the future, I really want to write more books that are interconnected. So like the Witches of Mountain Shadow is going to have a spinoff. And then of course I have the novellas, which kind of branch off, um, from that main story. And so I will try to always keep people abreast of the reading order if there is one. If you, dear listener, have any burning questions or comments you'd like for me to read on the show, you can send them to tarabenner at gmail.com, or you can post them on any of my social media channels. I am at author Tara Benner on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, but really the best place to ensure that I see those comments is by commenting on the YouTube channel. I am Tara Benner author on YouTube. That's all I have for you this week, but feel free to stay in my cabin for as long as you like. We can drink all the cocoa, you can crack open a good book, hopefully one of mine, and have a wonderful weekend.